Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I don't remember if I mentioned this, but I did get a new patron, a Patreon, pa- pat- a patron on the Patreon. The link is in the show notes if you too would like to become a patron of the Patreon. Uh, early episodes, $1 a month. It's so easy and cheap. It's like nothing. It's so, so cheap. Uh, $5 a month will get you exclusive episodes and uh, you know video components of Patreon things if if they uh, if they give me permission. Uh, let's see. We just a handful of days ago we, there was a guest, Maggie, Doctor Maggie Mangold. Uh, hopefully that uh, video is up there before that. Uh, there was another guest which I'm recording in a couple of days uh, talking about DNA. Hopefully that is up there on the Patreon. Mm, oh. There's another one right after Dr. Maggie Mangold. We've got Jeff Nucera, who I'm going to record with soon, and uh, so hopefully that is up there too. Uh, You got to get on the Patreon so you can see what's going on, because it's really important to see us talk about these words. Yeah. Okay, we got to get going here. Uh, So thank you to my patron, my new patron. Um, I'll just say Mike. That's vague. Thank you, Mike. You're awesome. You're awesome for doing this. Thank you so much. If you want to contact me in any way, you can email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. Twitter, Instagram, at dictionarypod. You can tag me on things, follow me, like my posts, make me happy when I get the likes. DM me. There's also a Facebook page, which is just the same stuff as Twitter and Instagram if you prefer Facebook. There's a Google Voice number, 917-727-5757. You can leave a message on it, and I can put the message in a show, I think. I hopefully can figure out how to do that, and I will uh, credit you. If you want me to put it in a show, I will. Otherwise, you can just tell me to just have me listen to it and nobody else in the world listen to it. Uh, let's see, what are some other things? Merchandise, the link is in the show notes. You can buy merchandise with this show's logo and things on it and other things. And uh, rate and review this show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Download this show on every single podcast platform that you can think of. Subscribe to it on all of those places uh, so I can get just more downloads than I deserve. And of course, the five stars is, is so great. Uh, tell me about what you think about the show, but also talk about maybe your favorite word or something like that. And I will, uh, I'll read that in an episode too. All right, it's word time. We have so many more dog words. Who knew? Who knew? The dogs knew. The first word is dog leg. D-O-G-L-E-G. You could also pronounce it dog leg. Leg? Leg, just like an E sound, leg, or leg, with a long A. This is the first form. It is an adjective from 1808, and it is crooked or bent, likes, likes, like a dog's hind leg. Uh, As in, a sharp dog leg bend in the fairway. So there's some sort of weird bend. Um, You know, I think cats... Cats' hind legs have a, a bent or a crooked thing, too, so why didn't they call it a cat leg? That's a missed opportunity. I think we should change all the dog legs to cat legs, because everything else in our world is going to the cats, the internet especially. Dog leg. 
so yeah, dog leg bend in the fairway is it 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 goes one way and then it angles off to another way or maybe it like yeah it does something like that. Well, my sound effect is going to be crooked and bent like. The next word is the second form of dog leg. Noun from circa 1909. 1A, something having an abrupt angle. 1B, a sharp bend as in a road. Um, and number two, a golf hole having an angled fairway. So the first form was the adjective. It describes a thing as being dog leg or dog legged. And then the second form is the noun form. So you call the thing a dog leg when it is dog legged or legged. Um, there are there are hairpin turns on roads, but I don't know if you could call those dog leg. That feels more. Uh, it's not quite the same. What what the dog leg road example is uh i don't know it's just it just seems like a sharp angle like a like if you have to turn a hard left or a hard light a hard right uh that might be more dog leg opposed to the hairpin turn which is like 180 degrees completely going back the other direction correct me if i'm wrong cuz there's a 50/50 chance i am the third form of dog leg is an intransitive verb from 1944 to proceed along a dogleg course, as in the quote, the single narrow street that doglegs through town. And that is from Russ Liedebrand, or Ledebrand, or Liedebrand. Lots of ways that you can say that name. So the road that dog legs through the town, um, because it proceeds along a dog leg course, which means that sometimes maybe it goes left and sometimes it goes right. And these are maybe not uh, right angle turns. Maybe there's more of an angle. Uh, it's weird when roads do that. I'm used to gridded streets. You know, Chicago and, and my suburb has mostly gridded streets. So, yeah, those are kind of weird. Um, you know, we have a couple of roads that kind of dog leg around, though. The next word is dogma. D-O-G-M-A. I feel like this is a word that I only sort of understand the concept of, the definition of, so it'll be good to read this and, and get some more more specifics. We have a lot of dogma-related words in this episode. Um, I did I did send a message or a tweet to uh, Kevin Smith, but he doesn't know who the hell I am, so he didn't ever see this tweet. I wanted to get him on because, of course, he has that great movie called Dogma. Uh, but if for some reason, if somehow in the... In the time that I'm recording this to the day that this airs, which is uh, March 16th. Oh, I think that's my cousin's birthday. Uh, in that time, if uh, if he somehow says, yes, I will talk about dogma, then I'll put in some audio here. But I don't have a real good feeling about that. Maybe I should try harder. Okay, dogma. Noun from 1638, 1A. Something held as an established opinion, especially a definite authoritative tenet. 
So it's all about your opinion about a thing. That uh, you've had this opinion for a while, it maybe isn't going to change. You definitely feel this opinion. It is your, your dogma. 1b, a code of such tenets... By the way, tenet is T-E-N-E-T. A code of such tenets, as in pedagogical tenets. And those words are not helpful if you don't know what they mean, so you will have to wait until I get to the P's and the T's to talk about pedagogical tenets to learn about what they are. Or you can just check your own dictionary. Or the internet. 1C. A point of view or tenet, so a tenet is kind of like a point of view, I guess, a point of view or tenet put forth as authoritative without adequate grounds. Hmm. You have no grounds to say this point of view or to make it an an authoritative point of view. Hmm. That's interesting. Number two, a doctrine or body of doctrines concerning faith or morals formally stated and authoritatively proclaimed by a church. So, yeah, this is the church is saying, this is what we believe, this is what is formal. We have formally stated these things. We are being authoritative about all of this because we are proclaiming it. This is our dogma. So, um, yeah, it seems like most of these had had a whole air of somebody else saying what the thing is, maybe what their opinion is. They're being authoritative about it and authority. But you can also have your own dogma, your own uh, opinion about a thing where you say to yourself what you believe. So this is from the Greek dokin, which means to seem. What does it seem like? to seem. It seems like I think this, but maybe I don't think this. I don't know. That's uh, that's interesting. Uh, and there's more at the word decent. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, like I said, there's a lot more dogma-related words, so we'll get more into this, but uh, that's kind of the basic idea of it, I guess, is just uh, opinions, thoughts, often proclaimed by something else for you to follow. Yeah. Uh, The plurals, by the way, you could say dogmas or dogmata or dogmata. How do you say that one? Dogmata? Dogmata. Dogmata. I would want to say dogmata, but I don't know if that's right. It's not saying that that syllable is emphasized in any way. Okay, okay, moving on. Dogmatic or dogmatical. Adjective from 1660, number one, characterized by or given to the expression of opinions very strongly or positively as if they were facts, as in a dogmatic critic. Uh, So I'm just going to reread this again for you and for me characterized by or given to the expression of opinions very strongly or positively as if they were facts. So this critic, this dogmatic critic, is basically giving their opinion, but saying it so intensely and strongly 
and in such a way that uh, it might as well be true because they feel it's true about themselves, but it's only their opinion. You might have a different opinion, so they're they're being dogmatic about it because they're trying to push their opinion on everybody else, and that's the whole thing about dogma. That as we saw in the previous word, there's authority. Somebody is trying to be authoritative about it. Got it? Great. Number two, of or relating to dogma, that is dogmatic. A synonym is dictatorial, so that's like a dictator, an authority, an authoritarian, telling everybody, this is my opinion, this is my dogma, so you have to follow my dogma too. My dogma is reading the dictionary, you can do whatever you want, you don't have to read the dictionary along with me, you don't even have to listen to this podcast, I'm not being authoritative about it. It's just a thing that I want to do. It's my my opinion to read it. That's not really how opinions work, but you get my point. Dogmatically is an adverb, and who? Dogmaticalness. Dogmaticalness, that is a noun. Dogmatics is next. Dogmatics. Noun from 1845. A branch of theology that seeks to interpret the dogmas of a religious faith. The branch of theology. So that's, you know, the study of religions and gods and things. And it seeks to interpret the dogmas of a religious faith. So if they're studying religion, uh, if they are studying dogmatics, they are trying to interpret what all of the religions say is their opinion. So one religion might say, this is our opinion about this thing. And another religion will say, well, this is our opinion about this thing. And then another religion will say, I think of this about that. Uh, And so somebody studying dogmatics studies all those different interpretations. Or maybe they're interpretations within one religious faith. I don't know. (laughs) Next is dogmatic theology. Two words noun from circa 1766, and the synonym is just dogmatics. So dogmatic theology is, oh, you know, about 80 years before dogmatics. They just simplified it. They took off theology, and they just put an S at the end. Wee, woo, wah! Dogmatism is next. By the way, all of these, you can also say dog. Matism, dog or dog, however you, however your mouth works, you can say it that way. Noun from 1603, one, positiveness in assertion of opinion, especially when unwarranted or arrogant. Now the word positive here is throwing me a little bit because we also saw this Uh, With the dogmatic critic, it was um, characterized by or given to the expression of opinions very strongly or positively as if they were facts. So how are we supposed to interpret the word positive here? Is it, usually I would think it would be like, uh, you you feel good about it. You know, it's, it's done in a positive way, a happy way, a way that makes people like you. But I don't know. I don't think that's exactly right. Um, I guess it would just mean 
it's positive for the person who is exerting or asserting the opinion. Uh, there, yeah, it's it's not the most clear, but you know we get the idea because you know in in this word dogmatism we see that it says it's unwarranted and arrogant. I think that really shows a lot about this word. Two, a viewpoint or system of ideas based on insufficiently examined premises. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a funky topic, dogma, dogmatism, all these things, because it's often uh, it's often put out by someone who is trying to get their own opinion to be believed by everybody else when that's not a great thing to do. Uh, but then this other one is, you're, it's a system of ideas based on premises that are not uh, not fully examined. So there's just like, I get the idea. I'm, I'm going to create a whole system of ideas or my viewpoint based on not enough information. Sorry, I can't support that. Next. Dog, dogmatist. Dogmatist. Noun from 1606, it is one who dogmatizes, which is our next word. <laughs> Dogmatize. Verb from 1611, starting with intransitive, to speak or write dogmatically. I think you know enough about dogma and all of this stuff now to understand what that means, but I maybe will explain more. Transitive verb is to state as a dogma or in a dogmatic manner. And of course, this is all about, you know, to speak or write dogmatically or to state something in a dogmatic way. You're trying to convince people of your opinion and you're saying, this is the truth. My, my opinion is the truth. When in fact, uh, you might be wrong. You, you probably are wrong. I don't like dogma. Dogmatization. That is a noun, and dogmatizer, that is a, also a noun. And I really want to re-watch the movie Dogma after reading through all of this. <laughs> There's that bumper sticker, my karma ran over your dogma. Which, I it's funny, I don't like dogs getting run over by anything, that's not literally what we're talking about. Uh, but I do appreciate that. I like the idea of karma more than I like the idea of dogma. Uh, maybe you feel the same way. Moving on. Dognap. That's that's next. Uh, this is a transitive verb from circa 1942. And no, it has nothing to do with sleeping. I hoped it would. It's not. I could use a dog nap right now. No, it's not. It is to steal, especially to obtain a reward for its return, or to sell to a scientific laboratory. And of course, the thing that is being stolen is a dog. You want to get a reward if you return it, or you're going to sell it to a laboratory so they can do scientific experiments on the dog, and nobody wants that to happen. No dogs want to be experimented on. What are they going to do? Either way, the dog napper, that is a noun, they're going to get some money because they stole a dog. 
Why are you going to steal a dog? I love dogs. I would like to steal people's dogs, but I'm never going to steal a dog because because they're dogs and they got people that they like. That's not cool, man. Also, I can't uh, I can't have a dog. Not not in the place that I live, at least. Dog nap. Don't be dog napping, but you can take a dog nap. Just a little sleep. We could all use that. Next. That's sort of like the sound of the road going one way, then the other way, then the other way. Okay, next is Dogon. Capital D-O-G-O-N. Noun from circa 1931. The plural, you could add an S or just leave it as Dogon if you like. There's so many Dogon here. What are they? One, a member of a people of Mali noted for their sculpture. And uh, maybe we got to post a picture of uh, maybe these sculptures that these Dogon people have made. Uh, maybe we'll see the people in the picture too. I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool. What, what are the Dogons like? What sculptures do they make? Number two, the language of the Dogon is Dogon. And this is from the Dogon word. It's so, I love it when this happens. Their word is, I don't know how to pronounce it, Dogo, D-O-G-O. But that word is the word that is the name of the language or the people. So we probably here in English decided to put an N at the end of the word Dogo because that's how we're used to describing these types of things people and languages and stuff uh and so we call their language dogon but their word is dogo or something like that uh, and it just says it's a self-designation so yeah they're self-designating themselves as dogo and then we call it dogon why don't we use the actual languages word for People, countries, languages, things like that. Why don't we do that? Why Why is like Germany is like Deutschland, but we call it Germany? Why can't we call it Deutschland? Just because we speak English, why? It's not, I never understood that. Do good is next. It's two words with a hyphen. Do good. Just, just do good. Adjective from 1952. Designed or disposed, sometimes impracticably, impracticably, and too zealously toward bettering the conditions under which others live. All right, I think we need to simplify this. Do-goodism, that is a noun. So, well, actually, let's... Uh, no, we can, do, we can do it here. Okay, so it's designed or disposed sometimes impracticably and too zealously towards bettering the conditions under which others live. So this idea is about um, trying very, very hard. I sound so funny when I say that. Very, very hard. Uh, trying really hard, very zealous uh, to, to make conditions better for people, but you're doing this maybe... Mm, Maybe without their permission or maybe without getting enough information, like maybe they don't want the situation to be bettered or maybe you're doing more than they want, uh, something like that. 
So that's why it's about, it's, maybe it's impractical what you're trying to do. You're trying to do good, but you're trying to do good too much. You're trying to do best, uh, to do great. And we all want to do good and do great. Yes, we do. But, you know, you, you got to do it within reason. You can't do it impracticably or too zealously. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can still try and do good. Just Just be good. Be good instead of do good. But you do good is good too. Oh, it's complicated. Next word, it's related. Woo, woo, woo. Do-gooder. Noun from 1926. An earnest, often naive humanitarian or reformer. Do-gooding is a noun or an adjective. So this idea is uh, they, they, they're trying to do good. They're trying to help people, but uh, they're often naive. So maybe they don't have enough uh, life experience or enough knowledge about the situation that they're getting into. Maybe uh, my first thought is a lot of um, people who do, what is it called, uh, ministry, uh, missionaries that go out to other places because they think that uh, oh this is this is tying into dogma their dogma they're maybe being kind of authoritative and they're trying to push their opinions on other people who may not want or need that change in their life um yeah so clearly there's there's this is this phrase do gooder or do good this is used kind of disparagingly because if you call somebody a do gooder you're saying you're you're trying, but uh, it's kind of um, what's the phrase? Uh, it's lost. It's not. It's not in the right situation. You you've got the right intention to help, uh, but um, but you're but you're just doing it. You're going about it all all the wrong way. Uh, yeah. So I think it is good to do good, but don't be a do gooder. You get it. You get it. Okay. Moving on. Dog paddle, two words, noun from 1904. An elementary swimming stroke in which the arms paddle in the water and the legs maintain a kicking motion. Dog paddle with a hyphen is an intransitive verb. Army dog paddle. Ah! Woof, woof, woof. Next is dog rose, two words, noun from 1713. A chiefly European wild rose, and the, uh, the species name is Rosa canina. The canina looks like canine, that's the dog. Uh, why they call it a dog rose? No clue. Nobody's telling me no reason why. Woo, woo, woo! Next is dog's body. All one word, D-O-G-S-B-O-D-Y, dog's body. Noun from 1922, this is chiefly British, and it is the number one definition for the word drudge. Uh, if, if you're listening to this decently in the future, um, I can tell you when when that episode is airing. It's not too far from now. Let's see. Drudge, 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 drudge. Um, what day is this? This is May, May 10th. May 10th. You want to hear me talk about drudge? Uh, that's a dog's body. 
What is the etymology? That's the most important part here. It is a British naval slang. That's the uh, the British Navy, not the not the belly buttons on the British. It's not the British belly buttons. Uh, so it's their word, dog's body, which means pudding made of peas, and also junior officer. <laughs> pudding made from peas. Or a junior officer. A junior officer. So this must be uh, one of those rhyming things. That's my guess, but I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll find a link a link to put in the show notes so we can find out more about Dog's Body. Huh. I am so intrigued by this. If you have your own personal thoughts, if you are uh, in the UK somewhere, you, you speak British and not American English. If you're familiar with this, I want to know what you think. Uh, here's another one. It's our last word, dog's breakfast, D-O-G apostrophe S, and then the word breakfast. Noun from circa 1934, chiefly British. It is a confused mess or mixture. Oh, what a dog's breakfast. Oh, that was bad. That was a bad accent. I don't know what that was. Dog's, dog's breakfast. That this podcast is a dog's breakfast. Why did they? Is it? I mean, dogs. Dog food is usually messy and gross and stuff. Uh, that's a good one too. I want to know what where this came from. I imagine this might. Well, I was gonna say it might be a rhyming thing, but it might also uh, not be because, like I said, dogs' breakfast looks gross. Any meal from a dog or for a dog. All right, this is going to be hard to pick a word of the episode, but I can definitely get rid of a bunch of them. Okay, today we had dog leg, dog leg, dog leg, dogma, dogmatic, dogmatics, dogmatic theology, dogmatism, dogmatist, dogmatize, dognap, dogon, do good, do gooder. Dog paddle, dog rose, dog's body, and dog's breakfast. Mm, 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 mm. Well, okay, so dog leg is fine. Not, not worthy, I don't think. Dogma, I'm skipping all of these dogma words. I don't like it when dogs are dognapped. Uh, Dogon, uh, that was interesting. Learned about these Mali people. Do good, I like the idea of doing good, but not in the context of this, which is not good. It's not good to do good here. Uh, Dog paddle, it's a swimming... That's almost the only swimming stroke that I can do. I do want to take up swimming, though. Uh, Dog rose, it's a rose. Dog's body, I'm confused. (laughs) Dog's breakfast, it's a mess. Uh, Let's see. Well, um, I don't know. I think I want to pick dog's body because I was just so fascinated by that one. Uh, Pudding made of peas, also called drudge. That makes sense. Drudge. Fudge. Yeah. Dog's body. What is dog's body? I don't know. I'm confused. It's a pudding made of peas and a junior officer. Dog's body. That's going to be it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, please just, uh, share this, tell the people that you, uh, love this podcast so much. Um, my new patron, uh, we, we messaged a couple, couple times back and forth and, uh, he said that he has a kind of tedious, uh, boring job. I'm putting words in his mouth 
and uh, he said it makes the the time go quicker and makes it more enjoyable. Uh, and so you know, if if you know somebody who has a very tedious, repetitive, boring job, maybe they can listen to this. There's there's hundreds of hours of of content already. So yeah, spread it around. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.